Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Unbreakable. I'm Elle, and today we will be talking about Spoonies and its origin, and what it means to be one. Hi everyone, I'm Kay, and the Spoon Theory was created by a woman named Christine M. Her last name is really difficult to pronounce, so I'm not even going to disrespect her by butchering it. Uh, but you can find out more about her at butyoudontlooksick.com. So the spoon theory was something that she came up with when she was at lunch with one of her friends. They were getting ready to have their meal, and she took out all of her medications that she needed to take. And her friend looked at her and said, you know, what is it really like to have lupus? And she struggled with a good way to explain it but wondered how she really could word it so that her friend would really get it. Cause there's just so many things that it entails that normal people just don't even think about. I hate to say normal, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because your illness and energy is affected by what you do, the stress that you might be feeling and your emotions. So all of that affects, you know, your disease. Mm-hmm. So she grabbed 12 spoons from around the restaurant and she handed them to her friend and she said, congratulations, you now have lupus. Then she explained how each spoon represents the energy it takes to accomplish simple things that may seem that seem really difficult to somebody with a chronic disease, like taking a shower or making breakfast, which Mm -hmm. you can't skip breakfast because you need them to take those meds, Mm -hmm. Uh, putting on makeup, all those things that you take for granted when you get ready and start your day. Mm -hmm. So as they talked about this, her friend realized she already spent half her spoons getting ready in this discussion that they were having and she was overwhelmed at the thought of needing so many more in order to work do chores take care of her family and this would be under the best circumstances on the best day when her illness isn't flaring when her pain isn't horrible that day and when there wasn't a great deal of stress in her life you know drama mm-hmm. things like that right so when she realized realized all of this she started crying and she because she realized how hard life was for her friend And Christine was just overwhelmed by the thought that somebody who didn't have chronic illness finally really understood what she went through in her everyday life. So Mm -hmm. as this story got out, so many people related to it as an identifier and they called it Spoonies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know I identify as it and I know you do as well. Um, but we all have our different ways of identifying within the community. Of course, not everyone is the same. Um, one of the ways for me personally um, is, <clears throat> you know, those days where, you know, your to-do list, you're, you're lucky if you get to tick one thing off of your to-do list in the day. That's like most days. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you have this, you know, you might be lucky and have this list of like five things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not hard. I can do that. Nope. <laughs> not today. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because um, like what your list seems, what seems so easy to you mentally, your body's got a whole nother thing in planned for you for that day. So exactly. Your body's like, yeah, let me show you something. It's not going to happen today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you, you pick up on that pretty quickly. Well, I know for me, like if I go to a doctor's appointment, just for an example, like Absolutely. 
it, it's it's become like today is doctor day because I already know <laughs> that getting up early is going to completely stress me out and make me really tired all day. I'm going to go to the doctor's office, which is going to consume most of my daily energy. I'm going to get home and I might have other things that I want to do that day, but I'm going to feel completely. It almost feels like you haven't slept at all the night before. Like every bit of energy has been drained out of you. And you honestly don't know if you could do anything at all, but just lay on the couch or take a nap or whatever, you know, would make you replenish even a little bit because we all know too, it's spoonies that sleep doesn't necessarily cut it. That's not necessarily going right. to make it better. Uh, so yeah, those days are, are really, really difficult and your eyes feel gritty and your, your, your bones are tired and like, yeah. it's awful. It really is awful. And um, for my personal experience with this, with the vision impairment and, and, and the curing as well, mm -hmm. uh, with the Usher syndrome, and then you compile that with the fibromyalgia and the chronic fatigue, just going to the doctor is like the most, one of the most exhausting um, because you're having to really focus. And I think you can understand this as well. We're just driving, which I can't do anymore. But looking back when my vision started to decline, just driving on the road to get to the doctor's appointment, just having to focus that much and um, concentrate that hard and the process mm -hmm. of getting to the doctor, going to the doctor and getting back home. By the time you sat down on the couch, you just, your whole body was, ah. mm -hmm. you realize just how much of you used up in that moment. And you just made me think of something, too, with the driving thing. Another thing that Spoonies deal with is brain fog. That's a huge one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Especially the when pain. you're tired. Yeah. Oh. The, yeah. The pain of existence. Exactly. Uh, but then uh, this happens to a lot of people uh, with chronic illness. According to my doctor, after I told him this, mm -hmm. there was one time I was driving home and all of a sudden and I was like a block from my house and all of a sudden I literally did not know where I was wow. it was yeah it was like I could have been dropped in a foreign city that I'd never been in and it would have been I mean that's how unclear it was to me where I was where I was going and how to get home and it was really scary that would be terrifying. Right. So I told my doctor what happened and he said, oh, yeah, that happens a lot, especially with people with lupus. It happens a lot. And I said, really? And he said, when it affects your central nervous system, you can have, you know, larger issues with brain fog. And so at that point, he told me, you're not driving anymore, at least until you get a lot better. So wow. I had to have people take me to and from the doctor. Mm -hmm. I, I don't recall having it that badly, but just everyday kind of things where mm -hmm. you're in the middle of a conversation or someone's talking to you and you are paying attention, but your brain just goes, whoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel like you feel dumb and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and guilty in the same, in the same breath sometimes because I was listening. I am so sorry. Or even worse, you're talking to someone and you know a word and you just cannot recall it and it halts oh, the entire conversation. <laughs> and and it, uh, that makes me feel really dumb. Day. And it's probably going to happen a lot on this podcast. But 
<laughs> yes. yes, and usually for me, it's a word you use every day. You've used it a million times before, but for some mm-hmm. reason, it's just fallen out of your brain. <laughs> That's it happens a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Another one for me mm-hmm. um, is, you know, like I said, with the having a list, this one kind of goes in with that, which is, you know, some days basic, just keeping up with basic hygiene is an achievement. Yeah. Wow, I got a shower today. I feel good, and I was able to do it. Ah, I feel mm-hmm. so great. You might pay for it, but you do feel better. But it is, it is, it is a basic achievement some days for me. What What about it is hard for you? Is it the fibromyalgia that's really kicking in when you have a hard time with taking a shower and stuff like that, or the fibromyalgia and the chronic fatigue, the basic mm-hmm. energy part of it. Um, with both of them, chronic fatigue is chronic fatigue. You're tired right. no matter what. Um, and then, of course, with the fibromyalgia, you dealing with pain. So, of course, that's automatically going to drain your energy right away, too. Right. Yeah. So, taking a shower, even if it's not necessarily painful, it's strenuous or something, you know, depending on what all I do. You know, if I take my bath and, you know, that takes a little bit longer, it's more relaxing, but it takes a little longer time. So you have to decide, you know, do I just take the shower, which is shorter, but it's not as relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. No, it does. I have, I have some friends in the chronic illness community that some of them can't even take a shower without a shower chair or they need assistance because their mobility is affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... They feel like, you know, I feel like I'm 80 years old. I can't even take a shower, which there's so many similarities between the elderly and people in the chronic illness community just because of those mobility issues and lack of energy. I think most of us have at least said more than once. Yes. We feel really old. (laughs) I mean, I will be completely honest with you. There have been days I'm like, oh, a shower chair would be so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have to use it all the time. Just to have it those days where it's just I can't. It's just this is the only way that I could possibly do it today. That's another thing too, though. I've noticed that, I, and it's probably more like a, I want. I don't want to say pride, but a pride issue in a sense where there's all these uh, things that we can use to help us, but in the same sense, we don't want to use them because. I'm not ready to be using a walker on days that I feel like that, or I don't necessarily want to have a shower chair, but I mean, if it's going to make your life better. This is true. This is true. And I think my excuse is always, it's such a hassle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, but it basically boils down to the same thing with the excuse, really. If you need it, you know, if it makes life better, if it allows you to do it more often and you feel better than your excuse is invalid in the end. That's right. Get in that Mm. little scooter at the grocery store and go. (laughs) Mm, Whatever. Yeah. Shower, scooter, oxygen, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to use it all the time. Just, you know, be smart. Take care Mm -hmm. of yourself. There's only one you. And I know this isn't like covering spoony um, situations, but there is always a solution. So whatever, whatever's like holding you back, definitely. If you don't know the answer, ask your doctor. If your doctor doesn't know the answer, ask the chronic illness community, because I guarantee somebody has thought of it and they've thought of a solution. 
Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So another one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I would say this is kind of a, a tie-in to both ends because I think. Well, I'm just gonna say it. Um, <laughs> okay. So like, you know, you get up in the morning, and it's, it's this whole. You know, it's a it's a job to get up in the morning, pep talk. It takes you a while. You're exhausted. No matter how much sleep, we mentioned that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then there's the opposite side of that where, you know, you spend all day trying to stay awake, trying to keep yourself, you know, get through the day, get everything done you need to, and you cannot wait to hit the sheets, right? Mm-hmm. But then you cannot sleep. <laughs> yeah. You and are I, exhausted. Your eyes are red. They're, they're, you grit. You know they feel dry. Of everything, you are tired. Everything is begging to sleep, but you cannot sleep. I know what is up with that anyway. Because <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> I know. I, I would love to get an answer from some sort of professional that can explain to me how this works. <laughs> It makes no sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, you know, it's, it's not insomnia. I refuse to believe it's that. It's something completely different. I would think so, too. And I really would like to know because it has to do, it has to have something to do with how chronic illness affects your body chemistry, I would, I would imagine. I really do, too, because it seems, for me anyway, I'm more awake at night because I feel almost more comfortable a lot of times, like more safe, because mm-hmm. there's not a whole bunch of stuff going on. The stress and the drama is usually done by then. And you it know, makes me wonder if... I have felt that way, too, where during the day, there's so much guilt and pressure. Like, I feel so guilty for what I'm not doing. I don't give myself credit for the things I am doing, but by the time when the day's over and everybody's like doing their own thing and sleeping, if you live with somebody or if you live on your own, you're not worried about the stuff because it's like, I'm not going to be doing that at one o'clock in the morning. Right. All of a sudden you finally mentally feel relaxed. And so I I feel like that's a really good time to be awake when you're, (laughs) when you're sick, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's it, why. It, it makes sense to me anyway. So, yeah, hope maybe we'll get some feedback at some point. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be good. So is there any other ones for you? Well, I know that pain has a lot to do with energy as well. So mm-hmm. um, in my situation, pain was one of the first things that really showed up for me in, like, uh, my joints. So walking was an issue. My knees were an issue. Uh, just sitting down in a chair and standing back up would hurt going to bed at night. My body would just by nighttime, I was just killing. Mm. Um, but I mean, maybe a lot of people realize this, but when you're in pain, it takes every ounce of energy for your body to just deal with that pain. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people who are like, there's a lot of people fighting against pain medications for, for anybody. Um, and it's really hurting the chronic illness community because pain has a absolute negative effect on your body over the long term. Um, it's almost like its own illness. So when you are in pain every day and 
it wears and wears and wears on you, there is no energy left to do anything else. So for me, and so, well, on top of that too, is like, you don't know what days you're going to have pain. So you could wake up one day and be perfectly great and say, I'm going to do all this stuff tomorrow and make plans. And then you wake up and it's like a ton of bricks has hit you overnight and everything is different. Well, absolutely. That That's something I can relate to as well. You know, you wake up in the morning and, and you're literally processing your body going, okay, what am I going to be able to do today? Mm-hmm. Um, some days, you know, for me, I, I often say I'm, I, I was my age yesterday, but today I feel like I'm 98. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just give me my cane. I'll walk hunched over. Mm-hmm. I, I can do that because I really feel that way right now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I, I, which I believe a lot of people with chronic pain, like you said, I think we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like all the extra medications you have to take when you're feeling that way and you don't know, Oh, this yes. all ties together because you don't know how much your medications are giving you the brain fog that we're all dealing with. Right. Um, so medications is a huge part of all this. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of medication, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm going with this one, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spoonies, you know, we all have that big pill box, you know, that's probably bigger, uh, than, than your purse. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is like so huge. It has all the days across. It has four for each, four compartments for each day and enough in each compartment for like a handful of pills. So <laughs> it, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, the the actual pill bottles um, in like um an old box from that was shipped, you know, shipped something was in, shipped to me, mm-hmm. and I have those in there. And then I have my days of the week. Um, luckily, I only have to take it twice a day, so I'm lucky in that regard. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's still, you know, people look at you like you shouldn't have a pill bottle at your age. Well, I do because you <laughs> saying. because trying to figure out if i've taken something already brain fog again exactly taking it twice not taking it i mean it just completely messes you up Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's it's like a no-brainer of course you're going to use one of those and and not have to worry about that anymore right right Mm -hmm. and if you like i don't know about you but like on my facebook feed people will post like their morning medication, just an, as an example, and they will have a handful yeah. of pills. Some of them might be like, I don't know, vitamins, supplements that help also, but I mean, a, a handful of pills. So my, my dad is the same way, but it is four times a day like that, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is unreal how much medication he has to take. But when you realize that if it wasn't for those medications, he wouldn't be here. Right. It's also an incredible thing, too. I know, because there's a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, I wouldn't take all those medications. There's natural ways that you can mm, deal not with. Not everything, unfortunately. No, if you have lupus, which is incurable, uh, will basically affect all of your organs at some point if you are leave it untreated and can be fatal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not taking medications is really not an option. So right. medicine is food is great guys, but it's not going to cure your lupus. Exactly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and on top of medications too, I don't know about you, but I'm on a first name basis with the people at my pharmacy (laughs) (laughs) as well as the doctor. They all, it's like social events going to see them because they know me by name and it's like walking into cheers of the old cheers show where they're like, Norm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how times have changed where the pharmacy's greeting me that way now instead. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's like when they know you, though, at least you know they, they're going to get your medicine right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. That is true. Um, yeah. And my doctor, I really love the, the familiarity that mm-hmm. I have with the staff, you know, and my doctor, because it's not just going to see my doctor. Uh, some of them, it's it's almost to the point where it's almost like a friend as well, because they actually do care about how you are progressing and how you are doing. Absolutely. And I mean, found those people that mm -hmm. are in the field for the right reason. And they're a part of your, your management team, you know, Mm -hmm. of your, of your disease. There's all these people that make such a difference in your life. So how could you not feel that way Mm -hmm. about them? You know, it's, it's great Mm -hmm. when they actually take a really close interest in you. And if you don't have that, you should find it because I was just going to say, and if you don't have that, you need to keep looking because I'm sure you do. Seriously, it is an amazing treatment just to mm-hmm. have a doctor who cares. Just to feel heard because a lot of times people don't even believe you're sick. So mm-hmm. just to feel heard means a lot to your spirit. And there's a component. If your spirit's happy, the rest of you does a little bit better. So, yes, yes. Okay, so L. Yes. I heard we have a really unusual question of the week this week. Yes, we do. <laughs> so what um, is it? <laughs> well, it's actually a personal question for both of us. So I was kind mm-hmm. of surprised by that because I didn't think anybody would want to know anything right now. But okay, uh, it is how did we meet? Well, why would anybody want to know that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. So we met online, like a lot of people do nowadays and yeah. And we talked online for, I don't know how long was it? A few months anyways. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then we finally decided to meet up. We live within an hour of each other. So we were like, why not? You know, we're getting Mm -hmm. along so well. And as soon as we met each, each other, it was like, uh, you know how you meet those people Every so often, yeah, kismet. Thank you. That's perfect. Uh, where you just feel like you've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of having to get to know you because you just feel like you already know each other, and we just mm-hmm. clicked like that easily. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was really yeah, it was really awesome. I mean, we did not miss a beat. We, there was no awkward moments or anything. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, we've. Since then, we've hung out a lot a bunch of times, and we've mm-hmm. had Elle over for Thanksgiving and just the whole nine yards. So, yeah, guys, we go out there and meet people because exactly. you never know who's going to make a big difference in your life. Right. No, no. Let's rephrase this a minute. Don't go out and do that now. Like, meet them <laughs> online now. Right. Do, do the meeting online now. This is the time to get to know them and make sure, you know, they're not weird or whatever. 
Don't, Way to go, don't. Kay. You're making people <laughs> hang out I'm, with all these weirdos on the internet. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one responsible for saying, hey, I took your advice. And that- <laughs> Kay told me it was cool, and I ended up with a stalker. Thanks a lot, Kay. <laughs> so everything in moderation, you know, you <laughs> no insult intended, but, you know, just that. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, but okay, so on the not so lightest side, so the topic of next week will be a little hush, a little deep, and a little darker, and that will be depression. We will be sharing our personal experiences as well as exploring what all depression entails. Yeah, and I mean it's going to be difficult to talk about. Um, most people don't want to talk about it, which is why we need to have the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So be kind, guys, uh, but definitely leave us your feedback um, because that'll help us, everyone, I think. If we can just, uh, if it sparks a conversation even on our social media pages, we would be so happy to have that conversation with everyone. Right. But if which, you have your questions before, you know, get your questions out before you know, our next podcast and, you know, we'll include those. That's why we're including questions like we are. If you have questions about depression, please feel free to reach out to us with them. Yeah, leave your comments, your questions on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Mm -hmm. We will have all the links to those places here in the description. You can also leave your questions here, of course. And if you have a question that you don't want everyone to see and maybe you want to have a private conversation with us or either one of us, you can do that on Facebook and just shoot us a message there privately and we'll be happy to talk to you. We can also refer you to any of the chronic illnesses communities that we're talking about or anything else that you might be interested in finding. If we have the resources available, we will certainly share them with you. Absolutely. And so that leaves us with the quote of the week, which is not being able to do much as others does not make you a failure. So keep in mind that your value and your worth is not wrapped up in your productivity. It is all about the person that you are. It's not what society requires of you. It's who you are as a person. Exactly. That's right. And so until next time, guys, be well. Stay safe. Bye.